Hey, welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner Web University Radio. Noel T. Manning the second here, hanging out with Jen Cooperman. Jen Cooperman, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it getting is. close to the end of the semester, so. A little it, frazzled. Yeah, it's getting close <laughs> to that time that Jen will be going out into the real world being an adult and uh, trying Sounds to... Sounds gross. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> scary at the same time. But yeah, we've appreciated having Jen here as the uh, Broadcast Film Critics Association scholar. And if you've been listening on the radio, you've heard uh, a couple different versions of what we do. You've heard the uh, TV show, Meet Me at the Movies, and you've heard just uh, Cinema Scene. So uh, both of those, we try to get Jen on as much as possible. So... We're glad you're here, and you've added a lot to the show, and uh, happy happy to have you back. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and we'll have you for a couple more weeks, I think, and then you're gone. Yeah. Maybe we'll cool. bring you back as a, a guest host from time to time. That'd be cool. All right, cool. <laughs> well, a lot going on in movies uh, this week. Um, one of the things I want to mention, uh, Hollywood Death. I don't like to talk about Hollywood Deaths, but I think that we owe it to uh, those who have kind of gone on and um, gone on in past, but also those who have uh, established themselves in film. Uh, Rance Howard passed away at the age of 89. He is uh, Ron Howard's um, father, also Clint Howard's father. Both of those guys are actors, and uh, Ron is, of course, a director, uh, Academy Award-winning director. Uh, Rance was 89, um, appeared in over 100 films uh, over the course of his career, starred in many of Ron Howard's films, and um, a couple other, let me just give you a few of the films that uh, Rance starred in uh, over the course of his history. The Music Man from 1962, uh, Cool Hand Luke from 1967, Chinatown from 74, uh, Grand Theft Auto from uh, 77. That was Ron Howard's first film that he directed, and his dad pretty much showed up in all of those films. And uh, in 2010, I got a chance to meet Rance Howard while he was filming um, in North Carolina. For Gary Wheeler, there was a Gary Wheeler film uh, based on Robert Whitlow's novel called The Trial. Uh, that film starred Matthew Modine, Robert Forster, and Rance Howard as the judge. And um, just a quick story, I really, um, what I discovered about Rance is he's one of these genuine guys, just a good guy that um, would hang out and talk to anybody. Um, he would spend time uh, engaging with people, wanted to talk to him in between the takes, even when he didn't have to be on set. He was there watching others encouraging them and um, I got some good time um, with him and just telling him how much I appreciated what he had done um, in film and TV as well very involved in TV and uh, raising a couple of kids who kind of followed in his footsteps and uh, and he said well they far exceeded what he was ever able to do so um, anyway Rance Howard gone at 89 and I'm glad I got a chance to meet him and uh, spend some time getting to know him uh, and if you haven't seen any of those Ron Howard films with him, just uh, check them out. Rance is a, is a great guy, great character actor as well. Well, a lot of movies to try to talk about today, Jen. Um, and um, we've got some new films uh, that are in, um, in release. A few of these are, a couple of these I want to talk about um, are actually uh, in theaters and uh, one opening this weekend. And uh, you've also got some that are available video on demand. So let's start with uh, one of your video on demand films, uh, Love is Thicker Than Water. Uh, video demand was released uh, just uh, this week and it'll be on DVD on December 12th. So let's hear your thoughts about this film. This one was interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a tale of two lovers named Vita and Arthur who came from two very different family backgrounds, and their story follows the relationship with each other and within their families. And the description of it compared it to, like, a modern-day Romeo and Juliet. 
But Romeo and Juliet actually loved each other, and these two <laughs> people are really not compatible. Um, and I mean, you can tell from the start there's just something not quite right about right. them. Um, not necessarily individually, well, kind of individually. <laughs> but um, I think the acting was really well done, and like production quality, like in general, it was pretty good. But I feel like the actual plot of it just frustrated me yeah. because. It's like there was nothing that I was really trying to root for because I feel like when I was watching it for a love story, you're supposed to be rooting for the couple to be together no matter what conflict comes their way and right. the family differences. But the whole time, there are all these red flags where I'm like, they don't have any good conflict resolution. Like, just from the start, too, like, their only means of communication is basically sleeping together. And they, they established that within, like, five minutes of the movie. Wow, okay. So the whole time you're watching, you're like, red flags, this yeah. is not a yeah, healthy yeah, yeah, relationship. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I wasn't really sure how to feel about it and what I wanted from it. Um, it was, again, it was okay. I think the acting was good for what it was. I just feel like it lacked something redeeming in the plot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what rating are you giving this? Then? It was complicated, but I probably give it about a B minus. Okay. Okay. What, what did you, uh, feel that stood out that you liked about it? Anything particular? Um, well, like I've said before, too, honestly, like the biggest thing I, I keep coming back to is the acting in it yeah. because I had never heard. I don't remember their names offhand, but I had never heard of or seen these people okay. before. Um, but I mean, like when they were having these arguments, I didn't feel like it was super overly rehearsed and okay. stiff like some of the other movies okay. I've seen. Okay. Well, uh, we, we actually skipped ahead. I'm sorry. But uh, last weekend's box office, uh, and you gave that, you said you gave that movie Love is Thicker Than Water a B minus. Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about box office uh, from last weekend, and then um, I will review the uh, number three film from last week after sure. that. Uh, so number one is Coco, and this was the extended holiday weekend. Um, so Coco ended up making $71.2 million. Justice Lee was in second place with Wonder following up in third. And then Thor Ragnarok is still on the list at number four. Yeah. And then Daddy's Home 2 is still hanging on <sighs> yeah. at number five. You know, I really think Daddy's Home 2 should have been called Daddy's Home Christmas. I think it would have <laughs> lasted better because it, it was a Christmas film. Was it? I didn't, and even, so, see, I didn't even know uh, that. I, I didn't see it. I, I The first one, I think I gave the first one either a C- minus or a D plus. Mm-hmm. I did not like the first yeah. one. Um, but um, But I do like to watch Christmas movies. Just because, because <laughs> yeah. uh, I like to, I always have a list of the best and worst Christmas films out there, and so I'd like to see. Okay, does how far does this one fall down that pole to the worst? <laughs> but it could be one you know that I I would go back to from year to year. I, I don't know, uh, but I do plan to check it out this weekend. Um, but that's Daddy's Home too. But I'm going to call it Daddy's Home Christmas. Um, <laughs> last weekend's number three film is one that's really been one of these under the radar films. Wonder. Um, it, it's, uh, it's gaining this really strong footing, uh, for families, uh, and also for school kids. Uh, I mean, there are schools that are doing field trips and taking, you know, classes to see this movie. Julia Roberts, Owen Wilson, and uh, Jacob Tremblay star, uh, in this film adaptation. It's a bestseller, uh, award-winning book also from the same name from 2012, it's really a, it's a heartwarming story. A fifth grader named Augie suffers from this rare genetic disorder that causes facial deformities. And the movie follows how he has to cope in this world that's focused on outward appearances. Uh, it's a really, uh, from a theme standpoint, themes of perseverance, family devotion, courage, uh, standing up against bullies. All those things play a big part in this film. And something I really, really liked about it is it was told from multiple character perspectives. 
um, you're you're seeing Augie's story from from how he lives his life, but you're also he has an older sister, so you're seeing her tell kind of her side of the story, and then her best friend, and then one of his good friends, and so you're seeing it from multiple multiple perspectives, with Augie being kind of the center, um, the central connection to all of it. Uh, I found this to be um, just a marvelous, one, uh, marvelous and wonderful family film. It was well acted, some really uh, strong themes, great character chemistry uh, between everybody uh, in this film. When I saw it, it was a packed house of a families. I mean, families were all around in the, in this movie, and I went to see it um, on a either a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. So it wasn't a typical weekend night, and it was three quarters full. Um, there was actually cheering at the end of the film, and that is something that is, is kind of rare, uh, unless it's one of these, you know, big superhero or or you know a boxing film. You see it on some films, but but the cheering kind of caught me off guard. It was really good, but I, I was kind of surprised at that. Um, this really has gone under the radar. It's finding box office success, and um, I, I would not be surprised if it ended up you know, bringing in a hundred million by the time it all wrapped up. Um, and uh, right now we're at um, 73 million worldwide after just uh, you know a, a couple weeks. So for a film like this that costs just a few million, that's a really really good good place to be. Uh, reminded me a little bit of 1985's film Mask, uh, starring Cher and Eric Stoltz. But um, really, ultimately, it's about how we should look below the surface at people and, and looking at what matters. It's not about what they look like or, or what we see. It's kind of who they are. And so I gave this a solid A rating. Um, wonder, just really a, a wonderful surprise for me. Hmm. All right, there you Very go. Cool. I'd heard um, one of my old like family friends, um, I came across her at the mall over break, and she was just talking about that movie and how her and her son read the book like years ago when he was younger, and then they went to go see it, and she just was going on and on about it. But she wouldn't even tell me like the like facial yeah, thing or yeah. anything like that. So she was like, I can't tell you anything about it because it spoils it. I was like, well, I don't know if I want to go see it if I don't yeah. know anything Well, about everything it. I've told you shows so, up in the trailer, so yeah, there wasn't no. anything really that, that uh, was different than I the trailer. I did some research after. Yeah. It's okay because I was like, well, now you just made me curious, so yeah, I Googled yeah. it. But I highly recommend it. It's a, hmm. it's a great film. Good to know. All right. A uh, film you're going to talk about now called The Strange Ones. Uh, yeah. This is going to a direct TV on December 7th and also select theaters uh, wow, a month away. Mm-hmm. So let's get your thoughts on The Strange Ones. Well, it was an accurate title. We'll, just, we'll start with that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, this one is about two brothers that go on what appears to be a simple but albeit awkward vacation together, but things turn strange and dark secrets begin to surface. It's starring Alex Pettifer, who I had like a major crush on in middle school, and James Freed. James Do you still have the crush or are you over it? Uh, I don't know. He was <laughs> okay. a, he was really weird in this okay. one, so I don't know how I feel about him. Okay. I, it made me a little sad because I was looking forward. Because like what I first saw him in was the Alex Ryder movie. I right. don't know if you've right. ever seen yeah, that. I have. I have. But yeah. I used to love that back in like sixth and seventh grade. Um, but yeah, he's grown up now. Now he's got facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Some okay. things have changed. Um, but this film it raises a lot more questions than it actually answers. Okay. And. I mean, sometimes I feel like that can be interesting in a movie because I like I think I've mentioned in previous shows, like I like the psychological ones that make you question what's real mm-hmm. and what's not. But I usually right. like some degree of conclusion. Yeah, yeah I understand. <laughs> and this one was just kind of confusing. It moves really slow, too, and it doesn't really pick up until about halfway through the movie. It's oh. not 
that long of a movie at least, but it still takes a while to actually get into why you're watching it. Um, and then when some of the questionable things started to surface, it caught my interest, but it never really answered them. Um, so it was a little disappointing. Um, the acting was, it was okay for what it yeah. was. Again, I was, yeah. I was a little sad because Alex Pettifer was, I mean, again, the brothers are really awkward um, and not in like the standard awkward. Like I, it's so hard to try and explain how yeah. they're, it's just, there's not a whole lot of dialogue. Right. It's just this awkward tension through okay. like the whole movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are certain films that are that are that are quirky in a good way, and others that are quirky in this way that are bad. And then quirky, then you just don't know how you feel about it. Uh-huh. Like it's not <laughs> like I hated it, but it's definitely not the kind of movie I'd want to watch again. Okay, <laughs> because mostly because not much happened. There were a couple scenes where you're like, all right, it's picking up now. Like yeah. I'm ready. They're bringing up some questions, and you're like, ooh, I can't wait to learn more about this. And then you learn a little bit, but you're still like, that, wait, that's it? Yeah, like it just. It introduces it, and then it kind of ignores it, and then it summarizes it up, and you're like, no substance here, nothing. Um, so I wasn't in love with it. I did. One thing I liked, though, was the score, because it had, um, and I even included in my notes this wording, because I think it fits it really well, whimsical flutey feel. Ah, I like that. A whimsical <laughs> flutey. lack of, I guess, a more accurate term, because I'm sure there's like some kind of word for that yeah. type of music, but well, I don't know it. Yeah, so we'd have to bring in, uh, Christian Jessup would, would know exactly what, what <laughs> that is you're going for, so yeah. But to me and to the average person, it's whimsical flutey music. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> but it, it kind of fit the weird vibe of it where it's like, feels like there's something supernatural to it because pretty early on the older brother like both the brothers are in a diner and the older brother is telling the younger one like basically things don't have to be real if you don't want them to be and suddenly like a coffee cup disappears but then they don't address it for a majority okay. of the movie yeah so that's up at the beginning me. you're like oh it's setting you up for something but yeah. then nothing but yeah and so it kind of has that almost like a sci-fi feel to it and like the score had that too but it wasn't over the top like right. some movies yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah, okay. I, it was... So you're not... Yeah, it was okay. You're just not sure I'm still, overall. I watched it a while ago, and I'm still processing Okay. Well, so what is your rating for this? See, I initially gave it a B, yeah. and I'm, I'm still hesitant about that. Well, the more you're talking about it, I'm like, that doesn't sound like a B it to me. It doesn't sound like a B. Because at first when I watched it, I was like, you know, it's interesting, and like I was really curious, but then the longer I'm sitting on it, the more I'm like, they didn't answer anything. Right. And so it's... I think honestly, it's probably dropped down to a C minus. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> wow, big drop, big drop. Yeah, because again, if you don't answer anything, there's no. Yeah. Like yeah, it was I interesting, understand. but yeah. Well, there's some films that you go into, and and you look at them for what they are, like like um, the uh, was it Loving Vincent that oh, came yeah. out, and and that movie um, visually it was absolutely mm-hmm. incredible, but the story. Uh, you know, the story mm-hmm. was lacking a little bit to me, yeah. but visually it was. And so for that one, it's all about the art of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about the art, the story. Okay. I mean, that's really secondary yeah. to what, what you were looking at. And, and I was talking about that movie this week uh, with another film critic. And he said, you know, is, is that a movie that they're going to try to put in the best animated category mm-hmm. for year end films? Or are they going to go for something else? But it really was animated because it was mm-hmm. frame by frame by frame, you know, yeah. painted. And so, it I mean, something. it deserves, yeah. Oh, and to it me, beautiful. To me, it deserves, it deserves to be in the best animated category just mm-hmm. because artistically what it does. Yeah. 
But but the film itself, that was the it gimmick was, of it. It was slow. It was slow. Yeah, yeah. And I so, remember I gave that one two separate ratings. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is for the exactly. art, and then this is for the story. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and that's I think that's okay for some films. You mm-hmm. can say, you know, if, if you want to see something that's you know artistically out there that that you won't see anything yeah. else like again, boom, here you mm-hmm. go. But as a whole, you know, here's what that average is. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that that's a movie that'll be that'll be talked about uh, in the next uh, in the next few weeks, and it is award season, and so there are a lot of films that are being sent my way that that I'm getting a chance to see early, but I can't talk about until later, which is killing me. <laughs> uh, a few of those films I've seen early that don't open for another three or four weeks that I can't talk about, and I'm like, well, I can talk about, but I can't talk about too. Evil the air. So, <laughs> but if you bump into me at the at the farmers market or you know at a grocery store, <laughs> uh, you know, or, or while I'm out, you know, running around town, sure I can talk to you about them. Uh, I do. I can talk about this movie, a new Woody Allen film. Woody Allen um, is just an incredibly prolific filmmaker. Every year, he's got something new, uh, and not every year it's great. Um, I, it, but I will always watch a Woody Allen film because there are, there are so many hidden gems. Uh, you know, some of, one of my favorite films of all time is called uh, Midnight in Paris, which is a Woody Allen romantic uh, romantic comedy, and it's uh, in many ways just a love letter to um, to period France as well, and um, Paris, France in particular. And so I'm always going to watch Woody Allen films. Um, some trademarks that you will always find is you'll find strong female leads that always will show up. Uh, in a Woody Allen film. And many times um, he has characters that are either um, writers, uh, you know, filmmakers or stage writers or authors, novelists. I mean, it all kind of, you see those things that kind of weave their way through. Well, that is the case in Wonder Wheel, which is out now. Uh, this is uh, produced by Amazon Studios. The film stars Kate Winslet, Justin Timberlake, uh, Jim Belushi, and also Juno Temple. Uh, period piece that takes place in 1950s Coney Island. Um, it's a it's a romance, but it's more than that. Um, it it's also has um, gangsters in it, kind of gr- grimy bars, smooth jazz, theme park rides, of course, with Coney Island. But another theme that you, you see with Woody Allen films is sometimes you'll see um, an older man with a younger woman. This time it's flipped, and you have an older woman, played by Kate Winslet, and the younger man, Justin Timberlake. Um, also, you see affairs uh, show up in this film. Um, Timberlake is telling the story. And there are times he looks at the camera. Uh, he plays this former uh, naval soldier who's back home after war, and he's uh, pursuing a master's degree in writing uh, for uh, for stage, and he's also working as a lifeguard by summer. So he'll turn and look at the camera and talk to the camera and talk about what's going on. So he narrates this story about a dysfunctional blended family living in a an apartment that's above the Ferris wheel at Coney Island. So that's where you've got Wonder Wheel. So many of the scenes, um, you're seeing the, the Ferris wheel in the background through the windows. Um, some of the pros for this movie, um, cinematography is beautiful. Um, I love the music. Um, Woody Allen does a great job with music. He always has. Uh, the sets and the costumes, uh, that all captures the 1950s. Very distinct characters. Uh, here's some of the yeah, former actress, a high school dropout, a gangster's wife, and a childhood arsonist. Those are all some of the characters. And, of course, the lifeguard that wants to be a stage playwriter. So distinct characters. I like that uh, very much. But the cons, uh, very slow pacing in the story. Uh, the dialogue felt forced. Many of the scenes were really just like cardboard. They were just there. 
character interactions at times. Uh, my son loves this. Uh, he loves guacamole and he loves peanut butter, but not together. That's what some of these character interactions were like. It was like mixing peanut butter and guacamole. It just didn't work. So uh, overall, I, I, I can't give this movie any more than a C-minus rating. Um, again, incredibly beautiful to watch. Cinematography, the lighting, all of that stood out very well. But this is not a Woody Allen film that I plan to revisit. Uh, Kate Winslet did do a nice job, but it took her until the last third of the movie before you really started seeing her stand out. And there's talk about her getting a nomination. And while that's possible, uh, it, it, it she didn't really uh, she wasn't really that solid enough for me that I'm going to give her my vote. So anyway, Wonder Will, a C minus rating in the new Woody Allen film that's uh, an Amazon Studios picture. All right, uh, what do you want to talk about now? What have we got on our list? I've got three movies for home delivery. All right, let's talk home delivery, and I might have a, a rating or two to throw in as well for these. So dive in. Also, I really like your guacamole and peanut butter yeah. comparison. That was that was <laughs> clever and also gross, but I appreciate that. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Yeah, you know? no, it, it's a great visual for that, though. <laughs> I have to use that. <laughs> Go for it. All right, so we've got Logan Lucky, um, which all of these are coming to um, video on demand, DVD, and Blu-ray on November 28th. Uh, Logan Lucky is a comedy crime or crime comedy. That just doesn't sound right either way. (laughs) Um, But it's about two brothers attempting to pull off a heist during a NASCAR race in North Carolina, and it is starring Channing Tatum. And I remember people posting all over Facebook about how Channing Tatum was in North Carolina, and all the girls were very excited about that. That movie (laughs) I loved. Um, I gave that a B rating. Um, Hmm. It was a very quirky film, but it was a good quirky. The characters were a bit over the top. Um, Also, Daniel Craig was in this film as well. Uh, it, it was over the top, but in this particular world, it really worked for me. And a heist film, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I loved Logan Lucky. It, it's uh, it's one of my favorite comedies of the year, so I give that a B hmm. rating. Hmm. I did not know Yes. That. Yeah. I hadn't heard, I mean, I had heard about that one coming yeah. out, but I didn't really hear much about if it was any good or not. Yeah, very good. Very good film. Uh, these next two, I just, I feel like I want to mention them together and then separate just because the names I found really interesting. There's Remember Me and Rememory. Okay. So I, th- I just love that those were lined up together. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Me is a comedy about two d- grandchildren who have to step up and drive their grandmother to a nursing home after she loses her husband of 60 years. And along the way, they learn about their grandma. Oh, that sounds sweet. Yeah, but it's a comedy, so it's probably not. <laughs> and I did not see that, so I have no grade to offer oh, for that right. one. Um, and then I think we both saw Rememory, didn't we? This we did. was yeah. um, it came out to like on limited release on September, sometime in early yeah, September. Yeah, it was earlier in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's actually out on video on demand, DVD, all that stuff. Um, this is a drama, sci-fi, mystery combination yeah yeah <laughs> um it's about this guy who invents a machine that can play one's memories and he's mysteriously killed but after his death a man decides to use the machine to try and solve the mystery of the inventor's murder um i did not really like this yeah. one well, <laughs> i feel your, like did we agree on, on this one i gave it a c minus okay i was a b minus oh wow yeah really yeah yeah, yeah. i, I yeah. was not a fan of this yeah. one i mean it i really like Every time you give me a movie to watch, I watch the trailer first. I have a thing for movie trailers in general. And I got really excited about it because I'm like, this concept is cool. It's got like that futuristic feel to it. But it just, 
I feel like it had all this potential for action and plot twists and stuff. And I mean, there were some plot twists, but um, not many and just a couple towards the end. But for the most part, it was really slow. Uh, the connections between the characters felt really vague, so it was hard to follow the mystery of it. Um, and in general, the characters felt pretty static, though I did like um, the protagonist for the most part. But again, I felt like the movie itself was pretty flat. Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, let's see if I can, um, yeah, here, here are my my recollections of it as I pulled up mm-hmm. my notes here. Uh, I gave it a B-. minus. Um, annoying 80s synthesizer soundtrack <laughs> is what I had. Also, I some plot holes uh, were some problems I had with it. But I did love the concept of the story. I liked the casting. Uh, I liked the twist. Um, editing, I had a solid. And shot selections and the creative cinematography. So all those things for me took it. Took it up just that's a bit, fair. but still B minus. Um, I mean, that's yeah, just a little better than average to me. Yours was a little less than average. Yeah. Was your thought on that? So we'll split it down the middle and say it was a C <laughs> if we average those together. Sure. So there you go. Rememory. Awesome. <laughs> and then last, we just have the trailer. Unless you have anything cool. else to add? Yeah. Uh, the only others I've got there are a few others that um, have been released uh, that are on home delivery that I'll just mention. Uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I gave that a D plus. That's out now. The Hitman's Bodyguard, thirty nine percent out of a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron, uh, C plus. I like to call her Charlize Theron, even though that's not <laughs> correct. But just because I can, I can. Uh, Wind River with uh, Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen is also out. I gave that a B rating. And Unlocked, which an which is an espionage crime thriller, that's C plus. All of those have been released in the past uh, couple of weeks. Uh, in uh, for home delivery. And yeah, let's give me your trailer of the week. I'm really excited about this one. Um, as you know, I mostly just like horror movies and yeah. I very often cover yeah. horror movies for this, but usually I don't watch kids movies, but they're coming out with an Incredibles 2 and I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, love that that's, movie. That's one of, like, the first Incredibles is one of the only kids movies that I can honestly say that I still like because I don't like any of the classic like for example Disney ones where they sing if it's a kids movie and they sing I automatically hate it yeah Um, I don't it's just some of the baggage I have I don't like when they sing yeah you've got the baggage but but they don't do that in Incredibles unless they're changing it up and on the second one (laughs) the trailer didn't show a whole lot so I don't really know what to expect it mostly just showed the baby like baby Jack Jack which they reveal at the end of the first movie that he's got some powers but they don't really go into that much but I'm guessing that this one is mostly going to be about the baby. Okay. But you yeah. won't know until summer of 2018. Oh, wow. So we've It got feels to, weird to say yeah. 2018, and it's not far away. I know. Yeah. It's just less than about a month away now. Uh, I, I can't uh, leave the show without mentioning uh, the Avengers Infinity Wars, the uh, release. Mm-hmm. Um, trailer was released this week for that, and uh, Marvel fans are going nuts uh, for that. And I will say it looks like fun. So if you are a superhero fan and a Marvel fan and a team fan of seeing how these these people gel, uh, the trailer itself is worth watching. So uh, check out Infinity War with the Avengers. That is also out. Uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, unless you have anything else, Jen, you, you good? good? All right. Well, we appreciate you listening to us. You can always email us at info at wgwg.org, info at wgwg.org. And we will respond. You can follow us uh, and, uh, and engage with us uh, on Cinema Scene USA at Cinema Scene USA on Twitter and on Facebook. Just look for Cinema Scene at Boiling Springs, North Carolina, Gardner Web University. Till next time, I'm Noel Manning. That is Jen Guberman, and this is Cinema Scene on WGWG.org. Till next time, that is a wrap.